Wait, have you been playing Baba's You? You've been you've been playing that, right? Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Baba's You, and it okay. is insanely frustrating. Yeah. And I basically, for an entire hour and a half plane ride, played one, tried to finish one puzzle in Baba's You, and then right before I landed, I figured it out. I forget which one it was, but uh, I'm actually. What's embarrassing is I'm not that far. I just had like a mental block where I couldn't see a solution. Uh, I wish I remembered exactly what it was. Anyway, I was flying back from Vegas, so I feel like I have a little <laughs> bit of an excuse there. <laughs> yeah. It was an hour and a half flight from, back from Vegas after a whirlwind weekend betting on March Madness. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I was not in a full state of mind. Uh, also, the person next to me in the plane was hilarious, uh, and it was hard to concentrate because he was listening to uh, what sounded like um, hip-hop songs that were like, you know just amateurs and stuff like he was you know he was like oh like somebody's mixtape yeah he was like evaluating some like mixtape people very loudly to his girlfriend who was who was talking about how shitty they were and they just did that the oh, entire flight man <laughs> so i was trying to concentrate uh but it was hilarious to listen to um like could you like it it wasn't in his like headphones what well like, he had uh earpods uh, airpods whatever you call them in, oh yeah, yeah but he had them so loud i could hear every lyric to oh jeez <laughs> uh it was some pretty great just low rent hip-hop i loved it yeah um, like was it it wasn't like a talent scout or anything like that no, or god no he was like you know he just like jumped on soundcloud <laughs> he was like i'm gonna start talking jive to <laughs> i mean he might have he might have been a talent scout but yeah anyway fun, so fun fact when i was a teenager uh, i actually started up my own little site doing um reviews like music oh, reviews really? of uh local bands damn is that in the Wayback machine anywhere i think so because uh, i was looking for the logo that i made for it which was sick um because i called it i think it was called like media right media right okay and it oh, was, it was literally it. like man it was a, uh, yeah, I've been on that for a while, uh, but it was a CD that was like in flames crashing down into the ground. And I remember making that and I was like, I'm good at this, but gosh, it was like having to listen to stuff that was like recorded basically in somebody's garage. And that like, I took a step back and I was like, is this even worth it? Um, uh. Gosh. It, it, yeah, I don't know. That was it was fun, but it was not the perfect place to play one of the hardest puzzle games I've played in a long time. <laughs> yeah, like uh so we were playing that over the weekend uh cuz like I uh, Chris was talking it up mm -hmm. and I figured that I was going to give it a shot and uh, I played the trailer like on the Switch to the girlfriend mm -hmm. and she said, "Wow, that looks cute. That also looks interesting." So, like I I just went ahead and bought it there and the two of us were just like having to pass off the controller because we were both getting so pissed off <laughs> that we had to like take breaks it's it's a, it's weird i every person every couple or every person i've talked to like has played like it like played it together like as a couple mm -hmm. and it, it it's it's fun in that way but it can be a big test of your relationship i did it with me and my girlfriend were playing it uh together um just you know sitting on the couch she was just looking at it you know she was she was reading at first and then she was just fully engrossed in the game like do this i'm like baby i can't do that it's not allowed <laughs> you <laughs> can't like, but what if you do what if you just do this I'm like no it, it doesn't work that way baba is rock doesn't work you die um gosh i mean like it it, it is really cool but it makes me feel so dumb uh i i can't remember the level that we're stuck on right now but it was so bad that uh i think we were playing up until like 10 or 
10 or 11 at night. Mm. And she straight up like pulled the blanket off of me, took the control out of my hand. She was like, it's bedtime. You're, you're too angry. You like, you're grumpy. Go to bed. Yeah. Um, I haven't picked it up, picked it up since, but yeah. Yeah. That, it, it was funny. Yeah. The, we, we woke up the next morning and my girlfriend's like, I think, what, what if you turned into the crab? I'm like, what do you, wait, what? <laughs> she was like, she'd been like thinking about it the, that night. And I was like, oh yeah. But, yeah. It was, yeah, it was funny. Cause there was this one level where, um, you had to like turn into a crab like get a key, turn it into a crab, and then like push it where like it was switching in between like you being Baba. Yes, that, that being... was the exact level I was stuck on with her. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> finally we, we figured it out because we were there for a while. Yeah. Same here. And uh, we did it. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and we were like jumping up and down. Yeah. And uh, then we went to the next level and it was like just starting over the frustration <laughs> all over again. Yeah. Because it, it changes it changes things up in a way that you know, the, the lessons you just learned are still valid, but then it keeps throwing new lessons at you. Like in a way, yeah, it's not like portal where you like learn a few lessons and then you just like apply those over and over again. It's like, no, you have to keep learning the entire time. Yeah. So I like whoever made that game. Like I, yeah. I just, I want them to just like talk. I want to understand <laughs> yeah. how they brain, their brain works. It, it was funny when I first got that game, I watched the quick look on, on GB and I, I was like, Oh, I got to play this game. And like the first, you know, world is, is super simple and it's like, man, this is really fun. And, and, and like, man, I could have made this like, yeah. uh, man, I should get back into unity and try making something. And then I got further into the games like, oh no, I couldn't have made any of this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have the brain to solve these puzzles. I don't know how someone has the brain to create them. Yeah. Cause like I was, I actually thought about that, um, after playing a few levels, I was like, oh, this is basically just like logic. That's yeah. it. Just like connecting the dots. It can't be that hard to build. And then, like, the more stuff I get into is, like, it's not a matter of building. It's that, like, somebody's brain works like this, and <laughs> now my brain hurts. Yeah. And and the more mechanics they – or the more blocks and rules, like, oh, this would be very hard to program. I don't even know how I would go about it. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a fun little journey. But I'm still working on it. Yeah. In, in a steep contrast to that, um, like, everybody has been talking about how the One Piece game – like, isn't that great? It's just like, it's mediocre or whatever. And uh, she was going off at just like reading reviews and everything. She was like, oh, it's one piece. Like, of course you can't do a double jump in that thing because Luffy doesn't j double jump in like the manga or like the, the anime or anything like that. So of course we're that's not going to be a thing. Um, so out of spite, like I was making dinner. I was like, oh, fuck it. Let's just, let's just get it on PlayStation. See how it goes. Played a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, this is very one piece. Mm. So like... I think people are like who are really into that. Yeah, it makes sense. But I mean, I think if if like the Dragon Ball game hadn't come out, people wouldn't have like as big expectations about an anime game. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was actually thinking about that recently because uh, I I got to the final boss in Chrono Trigger and Lavos whooped my ass. Mm -hmm. So I have to like go and grind and whatever. But um, uh, all the artwork was done from Akira Toriyama. Mm -hmm. So it's all like it looks uh, like yeah. very fucking Dragon cool. Ball Z. Yeah, and. I sat back and I thought, I was like, what if they did a remake, but all the artwork was done how they did the uh, Fighter Z? Mm -hmm. uh, because then it looks like just fuck, it just anime. Yeah. And uh, oh, I kind of want that so bad. <laughs> It'll happen eventually. One Piece is big enough, apparently. I don't know. I've never watched it, but yeah. yeah it's a lot of episodes. I think it's 870 something. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Uh, hi. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a podcast again. Yeah. We 
It's the uh, DevCast with Dan and Will. Uh, and we took a bit of a hiatus. Um, well, we had a, we had one episode in the bag uh, that we had taken a while to release. Yep. Um, but uh, we've been like crazy busy and uh, slightly hungover uh, a couple of these days. And uh, <laughs> on the on the days we were supposed to podcast, we were either not here or sick or whatever. So anyway, so we missed a few, but yeah. Okay. Also fun uh, last episode when it said I I said the words uh, regular schedule yeah <laughs> yeah no that's I'm we had gonna... been on a regular schedule until you said those words yeah so I'm gonna stop saying that <laughs> but I'm sure that um, we're probably gonna get on a schedule that's a little bit more spaced out anyways yeah uh, just because we got all like the meat of the stuff out mm-hmm. with the redesign so it's more of just like talking about ongoing stuff yeah um, so whether that's like once every you know every two weeks or something like that. I don't know, but yeah, or whatever, but you know, we'll do, we'll do them as we think of topics and try to get as regular as we can. I'm still going to like block out the time on my calendar and <laughs> yeah. probably yours just so like <laughs> nobody else books another hey, meeting. If you can fill my calendar up with shit, please do. Cause I need to <laughs> stop going to meetings. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um, Oh, that just sounds so Ugh, yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, speaking of ongoing stuff, though, we actually we've put out a few things since the last time that we were talking. Yeah, we've been busy on the site. Um, you know, uh, as you know, as we mentioned, we you know we release the the redesign, and we have a lot of things we need to tweak and work on, and uh, at the same time, you know, work on the other sites as well because we spent a lot of time on the GB redesign. So. Uh, we ne- we have not stopped at all on the GB redesign. We've shifted a few resources off. Um, so we only have a couple. You know, we don't we don't have uh, like as many people working full time on it. Uh, but we do at least always have someone working full time on the redesign updates. Um, uh, but yeah. yeah, we've released a few uh, pretty noticeable changes. Yeah, well, one uh, should be quite obvious is that we changed the what we call the top slot on the homepage. It's literally mm-hmm. the first thing that you see on the homepage. Yeah. Um, and that was, I feel like we might've talked about this before, but the ambition behind the original one was for like impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause that's something that kind of got uh, put by the wayside in past designs. Mm-hmm. Cause it was like, okay, if something needs to be like the, the number one thing on the page, let's like, let's go for it. Yeah. And uh, it's a video driven site usually. So like a big video thumbnail would, you know, Hey, this is a video with a big play button. Like yeah. come watch our video. I yeah. think that was the idea behind <laughs> it, but yeah, uh, it left a little bit. It needed a little more information. A little, you know, the images. Oh god, uh, yeah, Mister Mime. That's still the, the, okay. the best one. <laughs> the screenshot. Uh, that's one of my favorite. I think we've mentioned this before. Uh, favorite things on. I go to the Giant Bomb subreddit every now and then. But someone had posted that. It's like <laughs> the redesign was a mistake, and it was that Mister. <laughs> and it was that Mister Mime picture, like taking up like two thirds of the screen when you go. That was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That was that was definitely my intention with the whole redesign was to do shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, we made something. So if you haven't been to the homepage in a while, um, basically all we did was that like it was a big ass image with a gradient behind it to like fade into the background and then text on top. So mm-hmm. it felt more like a premium sort of thing. Uh, but we made it more functional. So it still has a decently big image. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all the like, the metadata, like the title, the deck. Um, like the uh, buttons, everything like that is off to the side. Mm-hmm. So it's more organized. Uh, it actually makes it easier to break down for mobile too. Uh, so we don't do like this weird stuff uh, with the old one. Yeah. Uh, so it's actually making things, um, I don't know, just like 
cleaner. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the word that everybody's uh, using. Yeah. But we actually did some like little de- t- details in there that I don't think uh, most people would notice. Uh, but we're actually going it, to, it's, I don't know, it's the beginning of a bunch of other little changes that we're doing. Like uh, right now, if a show has artwork associated with it, or if it's just like a show, uh, we try to show the logo on there. And then in the background, we actually use the artwork for, for the show, but it's blurred out. So it has like atmosphere, mm-hmm. which is where that everybody hates on this team. But uh, so it kind of gives it flavor. But if it doesn't have a show with it, what we do, which was uh, I'm actually super stoked that we were able to do this, is that we pick out it's like six colors from the image yeah. for the actual episode. And like we basically say like, we're, we're picking this one by default, so there's still enough contrast for the white text that's mm-hmm. sitting on top. Uh, but it gives it something that's a little bit more unique, yeah. like a flavor for it. And actually t- ties in the stuff that's on the side with all the metadata into the image. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Yeah, it's a cool little JavaScript library called Vibrant.js, but it just it just like analyzes the image, pulls out some vibrant colors from that image, uh, and then we just pick one. Um, and then uh, you get a little color palette in our CMS that lets you change it if you uh, want to for an image. But it was a fun little project and adds a little bit of like, um, you know, I mean, there's other sites that do similar things like, uh, you know, with the image and you want to pull out like a primary color and give it kind of some flavor around it. Um, it was a cool little thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I mean, like IGN actually does that on their oh, homepage right. too because yeah, yeah. uh, they have the four promos up at the top and... Uh, or four promo spaces. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily four different things. Uh, but it's just something that like we wanted to do and we're going to start using in other places eventually, uh, which is nice. I, but we just had to start somewhere. Yeah. And obviously the homepage is a pretty good pl- uh, place to start. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so it like it ended up being more complicated to build than I think people are going to perceive because it's an image in a, a yeah. box next to it. But yeah, you got to analyze the colors and store it in the database. Yeah, but it was it was good. It was cool. We did science. Yeah. Or no. Well, <laughs> someone else did science yeah, for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, or that was... math. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so, that was a big thing uh, that we put out. And then um, uh, this is something that we changed, but it actually wasn't a code push. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We changed the number of items that are in the carousels on the homepage. Mm-hmm. So, originally, it was four items, and now we just we changed it to five on desktop. Yeah. Um, which was cool because I ended up doing it because I realized that it was in the CMS. Like, I forgot that. Like, we built <laughs> yeah. the tool to be uh, that flexible. Yeah, so. one of the cool things about the redesign is we we tried to make it, you know, that one of the things you can do, especially when you're managing, you know, we, we do engineering for, you know, three sites on the same code base. Mm-hmm. We're trying to make things as reusable and as flexible as possible. So the carousels on the homepage have a bunch of settings that you can change on the fly to change their look, change the items, change, you know, a, a ton of things. Um, so yeah, that was something we had built uh, with the idea of like, okay, we want to use these on GameSpot and we want to use them on Giant Bomb and they need to look slightly different. And, you know, if you notice the show's carousel only has five items, but the rest have six because we want to feature those items a little larger. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It was, it, so that was a fun little thing. It's like, oh, we, we thought of this ahead of time and now it's, it's bearing fruit. Like we can just, <laughs> change its setting and it's done. I'm so glad that we, uh, not we, you guys ended up doing that because like I remember Steven talking about like, oh, technically tapping his fingers, we could do this and this and this and this and this. And it was a lot of, lot of logic stuff. And at the end of the day, it really helped out because we could do things like when you're doing like this day in Giant Bomb and when we were doing things that are like, uh, if we wanted to base it off of like a wiki object or like something like 
there's the framework to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's really nice. Yeah. Uh, outside of us having to like just fucking build everything uh, by scratch every every single time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a quick thing. And mostly I just wanted to do that because I'm I, having like four across just felt too big. And that's something I've heard a lot mm-hmm. from other folks. And you've also um, changed the text in those or the the layout of the text, like the show. Oh, now. yeah. yeah. I f- oh, shit, I forgot about it's that. It's now show, show name colon the, ti- the episode title, um, which is a lot easier to read. So that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, God, that was a lot of little changes I completely forgot about. Anyways. Yeah, we, we, we've been tweaking little, I mean, spacing and all kinds of stuff like that, too. So, um, yep. Yeah. So, I mean, like doing the whole five across really just makes it feel more like I think the perception is that it just feels like there's more stuff going on in a good way. Yeah. And I've heard feedback. You know, we mentioned this in the last episode. Some people are like, oh, there's so much wasted space or like stuff's too spaced out. And it's like, you know, that's stuff we've had to feel out and like, okay, is it, is it really like, what if we, you know, increase the number and now, now it's okay. Now we're trying to balance it. So it's not so cluttered that it, you know, is so, you know, that's, that's something we're tweaking as we go along. And, you know, the people who said like, oh, there's too much wasted space. Like we're, you know, we're working on it. We're, you know, putting more stuff there. We're, but trying not to overwhelm you at the same time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, uh, that was something that was, I mean, those are some pretty easy little, uh, mm-hmm. changes. And yeah. then, um, something that I didn't even know went out today, but it did, uh, like we were talking about it. It's not like it just sprung up out of nowhere. I just forgot that it was shipping it was soon, video. uh, was that for people that are logged in, if you hover over, was it like videos, videos, videos yeah. uh, it'll actually give you a list of shows. It's not every single show. Yeah. It's, it, it's basically an editorial decision. Um, it's mostly Jeff, I think, that decides what shows get featured up there, yep. uh, and they're in alphabetical order, so it's a little easier. <laughs> the old, the old video menu that did that in, on the old site was just sometimes at a random order. It was a mess. But um, we're trying to feature the the most active shows, uh, the mo- ones you're mo- most interested in, right there on the video menu, so you don't have to click into the show, you know, click shows and then go to a page and then find the show you're after um, or search or something. So hopefully, the one you're looking for will be right there in the in the top. Yeah, and if not, like, there's some people that like going through some of the archive stuff, and um, I mean, like, in that case, if somebody's trying to find a quick way to do that, they can just add it to their uh, their watch list. Yeah, you or can click like follow on a show, um, um, or click the little the little watch list button. Yeah, but, but it's um, more like we're just trying to give people different avenues for finding the stuff that they're looking for. Yeah, it's tough. One thing. I, I think what is great about Giant Bomb is there, there's a new show idea like every few weeks, right? There's a new show happening. So unfortunately, we can't just like some people are asking like, you know, I want one click to get to my show. It's like, well, there's like 50 shows. Like it's hard to, you know, put that in a readable way. So we're trying to kind of compromise here and give you like, oh, you know, Mass Alex is one of our active shows. So it's right there in the top menu now. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's also I mean, it's a tough thing for I think other people to wrap their head around. And I don't blame them at all. But they were like, I want to find this particular thing. I want it to be easy to be able to reach for. Mm-hmm. And we have to take a step back and say like, well, okay, but like a couple of other, like a couple hundred other people are looking for something very different right. in the very different scenario. So we need to balance that out as best we can. And this like right now, this is kind of like, we're kind of giving people, or at least logged in folks, like just easy access to mm-hmm. kind of the stuff that we already know that people are going to go for. Um, and that's also like the tool is there to adjust that. Yeah. So that's fine. Um, and what's cool too, is that we ended up retaining, uh, kind of like what I call like the promo spot for that. So, uh, right now it's for a quick look. So you still get like the, the show artwork and, uh, the thing like the follow button and everything for that. 
Uh, but we could actually change that out. So uh, if it rolls around to be E3 or if it's game of the year, we could actually change that to be like, oh, game of the year. Like that's the the big promo thing, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. Yeah. So it's not just like stuck on one little thing. Cool. Uh, yeah. So there's that. I'm stoked that that went out though. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then after that, uh, it sounds like there was some... <laughs> Recent issues with Infinite. Yeah, it was funny. I, I mostly wanted to bring this up because it, it was a funny story. Um, and, uh, you know, this is kind of a question, kind of a whatever, but I, uh, Robert on Twitter uh, was was helping me out with this one, but uh, he messaged me one day. He's like, hey, the polls are being weird. Like, it's it's sometimes, you know, sending two polls, like one right after the other, sometimes in the middle of videos. I'm like, damn it, what's going on? Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's a funny story about what that actually was, but... Uh, so essentially I, you know, I was getting a couple of messages on Twitter and I was jumping in there and, you know, sometimes there's only a poll every couple hours or hour or something if someone's watching a long video. So in between like meetings and like doing other work, I was trying to catch, catch this happening live. So like when the poll timer would count down, I'd run over to the, the, the streaming PC, open up, you know, some dev tools I have on there and like try to catch it, like making two API requests or something and everything was working fine. I was like, God damn it, like, I, this code also hasn't changed, like, hardly at all in, you know, since we launched Infinite. I'm like, why is it just failing now? So I was like, okay. It's got to be, like, Firebase is, is, we've talked about that in our previous episode. It runs ch- our chat in Infinite. Um, and I was like, okay, ch- Infinite's been running this entire time. It has the message history from every message that's ever been sent um, on Infinite. So, like, it's been running for months now. So maybe it's, like, Maybe the database is too full of all these messages and like, what if I clean it out? So I was like, okay. Plus we had all these phantom users that had stuck around. Uh, one of the sort of weird bugs with our chat is, you know, you'll see like a thousand users are here right now. And like some of those are phantom users who would like been there. And then for some reason their browser didn't close their connection. So we still think they're there. Oh dear. Until they come back and then log back out again. And anyway, so, so there were a bunch of, um, you know, phantom users there too. So I was like, all right, it's generally due for a cleanup. Uh, so I cleaned out all the data, you know, had to do a bunch of work to, you know, get the mod, lo- get the mods, their logs from the old chat in case they wanted to look anything up and, you know, clear out all the history, clear out all the users, all this stuff, like start fresh. It took a few hours. I got it back up. I was like, all right, thank God. I was like, I messaged <laughs> this guy Robert back on Twitter. I was like, Hey man, I think I got it. I think it was just, you know, it was probably just, you know, an old, you know, it's, messages queuing up, you know, things like that. It was probably all that. He's like, all right, thanks. And then like, like 30 minutes later, he's like, Hey, it's happening still. Like, Oh, no. Like I have no idea. So I spent like hours debugging this stupid thing. Like hours I don't have. (laughs) I was like thinking about it at night. Like what the fuck is going on? Um, anyway, so, you know, a day goes by. I can't, I still can't figure it out. I'm still watching the logs on that PC. Everything looks perfectly fine. And I'm sitting in a meeting one day and I just have an epiphany. It's like, oh my God, I know what it is. So <laughs> a little bit of backstory about, you know, we're, we're working on changing our, our backend uh, infrastructure right now um, and how this relates to infinite. This is why it was so hard to debug. So we have, we're changing our backend system out, you know, not touching chat or infinite at all. Um, we're testing it right now. We're, we're replacing our giant bomb runs, runs on a bunch of VMs right now, right? Just normal, you know, Linux VMs in a data center, easy, but we're trying to get a more modern infrastructure, uh, using something called Docker. Um, 
uh, and Kubernetes. Uh, there are these tools for um, basically. I, I want to do a whole episode on this once we're once we have it all settled. But um, it's just a, essentially a more modern way to to run a web app um, and and make it more fault resistant and things like that. So we have this whole parallel giant bomb running right now um, in using this infrastructure. Um, you know, it's, it's the exact copy of the site, all the data is replicated and everything. No outside users can hit it. It's only available internally for us just to test. And the way you have to test these systems, like if you're redoing your whole infrastructure, like how do you test that and make sure it can handle load? Um, so again, I probably want to do the, this will be a whole episode at some point, but let's just say basically what we're doing is we're taking every request that goes into giantbomb.com and we're just duplicating it and peeling it off and also sending it to our like shadow giant bomb, our other site. <laughs> so we have, you know, can we please keep that name? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, um, so yeah, so we have, you know, two, two versions of giant bomb running at the same time with requests going to both. Oh, so the epiphany I had was, oh shit, our streaming PC for infinite is sending a request to our API to start a poll. That request is going to our varnish servers where we're looking at all the in incoming requests. We're splitting that off. We're sending one to our live site and one to our behind the scenes site and the, the or one of the shadow site. The shadow site, we had forgotten to point it to our development uh, Firebase chat instance. So oh. it was pointing to our production chat. So essentially what we were doing was we had not only a shadow giant bomb, but a shadow like encoder, like sending out API requests. And what we were doing was sometimes replaying the request multiple times because we're trying to hit it hard with load. So we're like replay at 150%. So every, you know, or 200%. So every one request that comes in, we were playing it twice on our shadow site. Oh, shit. So that's why like multiple poles were firing off because it was <laughs> firing off. So finally I was like, oh my God. Like I, I literally just had to change a config and it's like, boom, everything like, point to the proper chat server and now everything's working. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> so that was days of debugging. It's like, oh, it was shadow giant bomb getting us from, you know, yeah. anyway. <laughs> so that, that's the, that's the story of, and God I, damn it. That's the story of how infinite was just acting weird for days and we couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Because you were making shadow people mm -hmm. on the internet, on the dark web. Exactly. Yeah. That sounds like the the shittiest <laughs> Baba is you level ever. Yeah, there's a, there's two of you running around basically. Yeah, it In, was infinite is double shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like I'm glad it got fixed, but you, I remember you were like, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> I literally stood up out of my seat and I had to tell somebody. Everybody had headphones in. I'm like, "Stop, everybody, take your headphones off. I have something to tell you." <laughs> I figured it out, <laughs> and nobody had heard of the issues. Like, I don't. Nobody cares, but. <laughs> I'm the greatest. No, um, well, yeah. Gosh, I hate that though. Like when you've been noodling on something for literally like days or like a week, yeah. And then the answer, like a Baba is you thing, is very simple, and you're like, I, I just feel dumb and yeah. sad. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a mess. But anyway, it, it felt that was it felt really good to to finally solve that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can imagine. But yeah. Yeah. Speaking of chat, though. Uh, you had made something not too long ago that was, uh, well, it's definitely not like a, a redesigned feature. Yeah. But it was something that you added in into chat. Yeah. And, it, you know, some of you may have seen it and I, you know, I kind of regret 
we had to kind of put it down for a while. Um, you know, as we've been working on these giant bomb updates, you know, we had to create shadow giant bomb, like all this stuff we've been, <laughs> we've been working on. Um, shadow giant bomb is, isn't anything cool. It's literally just the same site. So don't get excited about a shadow version of giant bomb or anything. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we've been super busy and in, in my downtime, I had built this thing. We're like kind of calling giant bomb plays or whatever. I posted a forum topic about it, you know, and we ran a test with it. And essentially it's, it's kind of like Twitch plays Pokemon. Like if you, um, had watched all that stuff happen it, where the chat can interact live with a game. Um, and you know, that had been noodling around in my head for a while. Um, I think I had talked to Jeff about it a little bit, um, you know, just in our, after a meetings, like, Hey man, wouldn't it be cool if chat could interact? And we had talked about, talked about things like what if chat could control the lights in the studio or dumb stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, we're like, well, we, I mean, we have this whole new chat system. We can, we can build on that. Um, so I had been noodling around with it and in my free time building this thing, uh, that became giant bomb plays. And, uh, yeah, we, we ended up building it out. And essentially what happens is, um, when, you know, we ran a test, um, we've only run one test so far, so I, I just need to get back to it when I have time to start running more tests and trying it out. But during, we put it in giant bomb infinite as a second video player. Uh, we were using, um, mixer, uh, Microsoft's like video streaming thing. Cause the latency is really low. Yep. Um, just, just as a like first test, uh, cause we're working on our latency stuff, but that's further down the road for our live streams. But anyway, that's just to say we were playing with mixer mixer. Um, and, uh, I put it in below and just hooked up, uh, contradiction, the, you know, famous game that GB East, uh, <laughs> Vinny played. Well, it's also it, a quality game. Yeah. Quality game. Yeah. Um, and I just put that down as a second video. And uh, when you turn on Giant Bomb Plays, it pops up uh, a little UI uh, with all the buttons you're allowed to press. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, to the user, basically, you're just in chat and all of a sudden a new panel appears uh, and a new video player appears um, in the chat. And uh, you can just kind of hammer on those buttons. And it, it, only, you know, it only takes your input every second or so. Mm. Um, and you uh, submit your, you know, kind of vote for what you want the game to do. Uh, so, for example, for um, for contradiction, you, know, you can go up, down, left, right. You can I to interact. You can escape to back out. You can, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so chat can control those uh, those keys. So um, so we basically were having chat play contradiction. They got pretty far actually. <laughs> we only ran it for like a couple hours, but. Uh, you know, they were running around like solving the mystery. It was as Twitch plays Pokemon, super frustrating sometimes. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was cool. Um, yeah, because I mean, you, always, you you get the people there like, no, I just want to do the opposite thing that people are going to do because yeah, exactly. You get the trolls in there that are like, no, I want to. <laughs> as soon as um, oh, what was it? Uh, it was one of the funny moments. I forget which one it was. I think it was when they were talking to the that stoner guy. Oh yeah, like they just kept asking him the same question over and over again. It's like, all right, guys, we get it. Like you're, you want to, you want to talk to the stoner guy a lot, but come yeah, on. it's real <laughs> Solve the cute. Mystery. It's been 45 minutes, but we move on. Um, but yeah, so, uh, that was just a, obviously that's not the perfect, um, example of a game to run that on, yeah. uh, to, um, but that was just, it also, it 
turns out contradiction is written entirely in JavaScript. Yeah, like that was what I was going <laughs> to say is that it kind of is a really good fit for the sort of thing because it's not like you have to make this weird like machine to make this thing interact yeah. with the thing. Uh, like you could basically just say like, okay, if you do on this key press or whatever, yeah. then it just goes. So essentially the we can jump into how it, how it works. So, you know, on the chat side, we allow you to press a key. So I didn't want it to be like Twitch plays because that was basically nonsense. You couldn't actually chat or talk to people because it was just people spamming like up or a or whatever. Like so it was unusable. So I didn't want like it to be like you type it and then we see that. I wanted it to be a whole interface separately. Yeah. I mean, you also have the issue like trying to moderate this stuff yeah. and have it's, moderation logs. Like that would be a mess, yeah. <laughs> horrible. So So it's a separate uh Firebase node um if you listen to our chat uh episode you you know what you might know what that's uh means but it's a separate firebase node for each chat that accepts commands and then um the it basically only accepts a certain set of commands uh and then on the uh client side so whatever pc so a pc um can then launch i built a little python app um and this python app runs and basically c takes control of the keyboard um, and can press any key on that keyboard that you designate. Uh, so but it's restricted to that. Like, it's there's no case yeah. where it's like the entire keyboard. No, yeah, you don't okay. you don't get the entire. Yeah, so basically, there's it's hardwired into the app where uh, when you launch it, um, you basically say it asks you like, what keys do you want chat to be able to press? Mm -hmm. And you'll type WASD, um, and then you can like give them little names, and then hit start, and then that communicates with our chat server. Um, which then each user is listening to our chat server and they see WASD pop up um, in the database as the usable set of controls. Uh, then it just generates four buttons, uh, WAS and D, um, with aliases up, down, left, right. And um, yeah, and then you can just send those keys and then the Python app on the computer is listening to the same thing, the same database node that the chat users are sending those controls to. Um, so it executes those. Um, on a timer loop. Uh, so you can also configure in the app, like I want you to press a key every 0.5 seconds or every second. Uh, every that sec was going to be my question because yeah. I know it's like, it's not quite voting. It's like a majority sort of situation. Yeah, you can do, so again, Twitch Plays Pokemon had this too. It's bas It basically has a democracy and anarchy mode. Um, so uh, the democracy mode is just the voting, like, you know, whatever was pressed the most since the last time we executed a key. So, um, so let's say it's every second. So every second it will pull, it will, um, execute a key press. Then it's it, uh, during the course of the next second, it's listening to every key press and logging them. Then at the end of that second, it goes back and it looks at that log and sees what the most pressed key is and it executes that key. Um, we also have an anarchy mode where it's, it does the same thing, listens to the key presses in that second, second. Um, and then, uh, at the end of it, it chooses a random one, basically a random key oh. that a user had pressed. Because okay. we don't want every key to go through. That would that would be madness. Like you could you can't <laughs> accept every single key that people are pressing because like nothing would happen in the game. The game wouldn't know what to do if you're getting, you know, a hundred key presses a second or something like that. Like that was going to be the thing that I was going to uh, <laughs> I was going to ask about. Like, is there a situation just like technically not like responsibly? Where if you t like captured everything that happened in the past second, there was like 500 inputs mm -hmm. and you just did them. I mean, you could do that. I, 
I don't know what that would look like on a gameplay side. <laughs> I, I, like, I want to see what it looks like, just like, not because it's a good idea. Yeah. I just want to see what happens. I've, and since it's just emulating key presses on a PC, right, you can, you could technically open up a Word document and like give people access to all the keys. I'm not saying you'd want to do this and like have chat try and type out messages or something and like just do that completely. Just, oh, boy. that would be a mess. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so theoretically it can work with any app. So that was the idea is like, I didn't want to um, build something for a specific game because, you know, giant, that would just be like a one-off thing and then we would never be able to do it again. Um, and we'd have to build another integration with the game. So And like, how many times do you want people to play Contradiction? Like, it's like you kind of do it once every once in a while, then you move on to another thing. Yeah, exactly. So um Anyway, so I, I basically just wanted to be as generic as possible, and I wanted it to be as open to creativity as possible. So we, if we have an idea, a weird idea, you don't have to do any programming. You just like fire it up, give you access to some keys, and watch chat in action. Yeah. Um, and the the bonus of doing it this way also is, I think that's only half of it. Watch, you know, allowing chat to play a game. Uh, that's kind. Of, that's a that's a neat little. Um, uh, it's a neat little like parlor trick kind of thing, like, but it's not that enjoyable, right? Like Twitch plays Pokemon was enjoyable for the meta all around it, right? All the other crap that was going on around it and the mm. mythology and all the crap that people came up with. Um, so the other half of this, which I think is the more intriguing half is because it's just emulating keyboard presses, you can allow chat to do pieces of a game that you're playing. So yeah. You, so you can be on stream. Jeff can be on stream, um, and he can give chat access to a key or a set of keys. So basically, he's playing, and chat can cause him to jump, or they can switch his weapon, or they can oh. execute certain key presses. So, so, so whoever is playing, like if we're talking like not a quick looks like that's a bad scenario, but like a UPF where they're just trying to play through a game. And chat has complete control over one aspect while the, they're just trying to like play it otherwise. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So, so, so yeah, it's like, it's that, I think that expands it to like, cause there's only a certain games you can like unleash chat. Like it can't be a Twitch, like Twitchy game. Like it can't be like a platformer. It can only, it can be like turn-based or, you know, all this stuff. But mm. if it's interaction with a game you're playing, it can be almost anything at that point. Like if chat is able to, so one, you can also set up macros in this, uh, in the little app. That was going to be my question. Like if it was like, if you had to hold down, uh, like L one and to, yeah. to be able to like switch a weapon or something like that, right. is it able to do that? Is it smart enough to do that? Yeah. So one example, uh, I, I have built all already or just program some macros for is Hitman. So if, if you played the newest Hitman to switch weapons, you press, uh, was it tab, and or something like that you press whatever and i i forget right now but and then you can press left and right to switch what to switch weapons and then enter to switch like there's no like change to this weapon key right mm. but there is open the inventory go left hit enter right and open the inventory go right hit enter um so there's macros for that so basically what the controls the user sees is uh next weapon previous weapon uh, don't change weapons, right? Mm -hmm. So the idea being we could be playing Hitman on stream where and chat is completely controlling 
what weapons we're using. So right as you're about to go kill someone, chat can say like, chat can be like hitting, keep the same weapon. And then all of a sudden, right as you're about to do a, you know, do something, they could just swap your weapon and it'll, it's like, a, it's like an instantaneous thing because the macro executes really quickly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're holding a fire ax instead of a piano wire or something like that. Yeah. Or just like straight up, like <laughs> switches to explosive. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. That would make that super fun. Right. So it's, it's a dumb thing, but I think that that opens up the possibilities a lot more like, or, you know, chat has the ability to make you jump and crouch or whatever, like mm -hmm. playing an online game or something would be fun. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think it would be, it'd be cool. So, uh, the question that I have is like, obviously this works for keyboard commands for games and like that thing is really cool. But you also mentioned that like there was the idea of having it work in control, like physical objects. Mm -hmm. Um, like, can you actually still do that in the same framework or do you have to build something that's completely different? Because it was, if it was something where like there's an Arduino hooked up to a thing and if you press this key thing and it like receives it, then it does something. Yeah. So, um, we would have to build the sort of hardware piece if we wanted it to control a little Arduino, um, and probably a different Python script that does something different. Uh, but it's open, like the, the chat side of it is, is, uh, generic enough. We could kind of make it do anything. Okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the good, the good thing is like, if you have an extra PC sitting around and you can make anything happen physically by pressing a key. Um, so the, I, you know, the thing I was talking to Jan about is like, what if we let chat switch inputs on the TriCaster? Cause it runs on a, uh, on a, Ooh. so, <laughs> so, Ooh, they, boy. so yeah. they could choose the angle every five, 30 seconds or so. I don't know. It's something dumb like that. Yeah. Um, or, you know, if we hook a. Uh, light up to a USB thing, it could work that way. Um, so yeah, the, you, we could build a physical thing if we wanted something specific, but even anything that runs on a computer could make it, could make it happen, you know? Oh man, I really, uh, like, I want to play with that. That yeah. sounds like <laughs> fun. Like, uh, like doing things like if we hooked up like an RPG to this thing, like that, that's kind of cool. And it's kind of like, while you're watching something, you're kind of playing along. That's nice. But like, what if, uh, what if you could just like fuck with people? Like, what if we had those? Uh, there was like this little um, like missile launcher sort of Nerf thing that was USB powered. I think it was on like ThinkGeek or something like that. Mm -hmm. But like, be able to control it that like you can like aim it and then fire it. Yeah. yeah. Just oh yeah, that would <laughs> yeah be that fun. that could happen. Also, um, that's not fun to receive, but <laughs> um, God, that's yeah. So something that's been going through my mind uh, with that specifically is that we, we started to add in little things here and there with chat or like making infinite, which is also running off of chat. Mm -hmm. And it seems like we have a lot of toys now, a lot of different features. And like, how do we like, did you have to figure out how that made sense with everything else when you added in the chat plays? Yeah. Um, we, we have a decent setup in the way our chat system is built where uh, it's built on components. Um, so, we essentially have, so chat plays is just uh, an additional component um, that we kind of pasted on top of our existing chat code. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, um, Giant Bomb Infinite was was a, a, a component that we put in. Giant Bomb Plays is a, is a component that you can choose to include or not um, in our in our little backbone app. Uh, so, so yeah, it's kind of modular in that way um, and you can sort of just pick and choose when it goes on. So that's that's nice. Okay, so like, okay, if you fired something, here's a hypothetical because mm -hmm. I actually don't really know 
that well how it's built. If you were to activate one of these things in the middle of uh, like chat being up, is mm-hmm. that possible? Like if you were like half an hour in and you're like, I want to turn on chat plays. Yeah. Um, does somebody have to refresh the page to be able to get it to show up? No, that was kind of a, a core thing. We were like, uh, now that all the code is out there, it, it's already included on the page and we can activate it with a, a, a beacon that we send there. So, um, oh, so, okay. so technically on any chat right now, I could turn on chat plays. Um, I would just need to launch the desktop app and hit start and then chat plays would appear. Um, in whatever oh, chat cool. is running, yeah. Uh, now, is that controlled by like a central PC? Can you put it on a, any PC? Like, if somebody was going to be like remote or office to office, mm-hmm. is it going to work anywhere as yeah. long as they have the? Okay, as long as you have an internet connection, and uh, you know, we have to give you the app and give you the like access key, right? Because there's a there's oh. an access API key um, that you have to put in because you know we don't want anybody being able to like launch chat plays anywhere. But uh, so yeah, we you just need that API key and a PC that can run Python. Um, and then bam, it just goes eventually. Maybe I'd like to make it just a standalone EXE, but right now it's just a little Python app. Yeah. That was something I was curious about too. Cause, uh, I only know so many languages in such a limited capacity, but like, what is the benefit of doing something like that in Python? Uh, I, I like writing Python. Really? <laughs> okay. So what is unique about that, that you're like, yeah, no, this is totally my jam. Well, so one, I mean, one is Python is just a cool language. It's it's easy to do a lot of things. They have a lot of packages built. It's really easy to import things and um, just, you know, run stuff like that. Like making a GUI is super easy. You include a Python library, um, PyQt, and you like, you know, can really easy create, easily create a UI that's completely cross-platform. So this Python app can run on a Mac or a PC or anything. Um, and it, so one aspect it's, it's cross-platform, you develop it once and that's it. And then the other aspect is, um, it, I just like the language and it's easy to work with. Yeah. It's funny hearing engineers I've worked with now and in the past that like, they kind of have affinities for like certain languages, not like, because it's like, it solves all the problems for the, for the thing that they're working on. Sometimes they just like, somebody really likes writing anything in that language. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's real bad. Yeah. Um, like I actually had somebody I worked with that uh, they were building a payments like framework, like being able to take like credit card payments and all that sort of crap, mm-hmm. but did all of it in Java. Mm. And I just looked at that. And I was like, I, I don't know that much, but that sounds like a really bad idea. Yeah. For a, mm, Java's yeah. fine. They got banks that run on Java. You know, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not, but you know, you <laughs> A language is a language it's as good as you as you write it you know i worked you know the first half of my career was working in asp.net yeah. which is one vb.net even some of some of the apps that so Ooh. like you know was it great no but can you still do cool shit yeah yeah like <laughs> i i felt like i could do a lot of cool shit when i first learned uh php yeah because i was like oh my god i actually can control stuff on a web page this is amazing mm. i can get stuff to like it writes to a uh like a database that's new for me. Yeah. Um, that was also like right after when I was making flash websites. <laughs> so that's a whole different world, but yeah. So, uh, chat plays is, uh, something on the site that was like another like side project thing mm-hmm. that we decided like, Hey, this is actually really cool. Let's put it on the site. Yeah. How does that, how does that sort of scenario come about where we say like, okay, these things that aren't necessarily on the roadmap, 
not like crucial. Like, how does that actually make it into the real world? Yeah. And I mean, a lot of that is, you know, when we're talking about this like crazy weird thing that, you know, doesn't really provide all that much value other than it's a dumb thing. And that's, I think that's what Giant Bomb's all about. Um, so I think it's part of our core mission uh, to build dumb stuff. But, um, oh, we need to put that as a value <laughs> problem. Um, but for this specifically, and a lot of the things that come out of, you know, the little things that come out of the site, um, you know, engineers can only work on bug fixes and, uh, you know, larger features, larger redesigns so much before they get a little burnt out. Um, so something I encourage on the team is experimentation. Like if you want to take a couple hours of your week, I mean, Google, Google does this. They widely publicize their, it's a, it's the 20%. Yeah. 20% or something like yeah. that. I forget what the ratio. Yeah. I didn't remember what the ratio was, but I, we want our engineers whenever, if they have a dumb idea, if they have something, give them time to work on it. Cause some of our coolest stuff has come out of that. Uh, our whole new chat system came out of that. Um, you know, a lot of stuff has come out of this, like just free time to work on what you want. So, you know, it, it can, for, to people on the outside, it's like, Hey, well this bug, I mean, the, the video player has had this bug for forever and you guys are spending time building this like dumb thing that, you know, are you you may, may not use, or you may, it's, it's partly, it's partly to, you know, just keep engineers excited about it. And it's also like, you need time for R and D, you need time for fooling around and, and coming up with cool ideas. Cause you don't want a site that if you have a site that works perfectly and is boring, like nobody cares. Like I know I'm sure a lot of bank websites work really well, but you know, whatever, like it's, there's nothing cool there. There's nothing interesting. So yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, a little bit of both. It's, you want your engineers to, to have fun and you also want to keep, you know, um, well, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what I just said, you, you got to You got to keep doing new things and, and trying new things because that's the only way the site remains fun and interesting, you know? Yeah. Like that's something that I've noticed over time is that uh, if we just stu stuck to like all of the all the stuff that we have to do, like the, the bug squashing and mm -hmm. all of that, like, sure, we're going to progress along and that's fine. It's got to be the practical things that we need to do. But uh, some of the sometimes we actually build off of these like side project things to make even better, more interesting stuff. And that would not have existed if we didn't do the side stuff to begin with. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, like the other thing is that I, uh, I totally understand when somebody says like, this shit is broken, man. Why can't you just all focus on this right now? Yeah. Oh, we totally are. But yeah, man, burnout sucks. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if we could avoid that as a group, that's amazing. And if that means like giving some uh, time to people just so they could like breathe mm -hmm. and just work on something else for a little bit just to clear their brain. That's, that's actually in the long run, super, super good. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, uh, and like uh, the same thing is, it's not even just engineering. It's kind of like across the board because mm -hmm. even design stuff, there's stuff I have to do every once in a while just to get my mind off of the thing. Yeah. Uh, because it, I don't know, like a lot of the problems that I'm working on and have been working on just feel like really complex, really hard puzzles. Mm -hmm. Uh, and sometimes you just have to walk away for it from it to be able to figure out like what piece goes where. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's why every once in a while I'll do like a shirt, like that's how the murder Island shirt happened was that it definitely was not a priority for me. Right. But Jeff came up and he was like, Hey, what, what if we did a shirt mm -hmm. and what if we did it this way? And it was just like a little bit of back and forth. I did it a little bit on my free time, a little bit at the office. Yeah. 
And at the end, it's still something that like, it's one of my most favorite things I've ever done. And there's a few people that are like, that's kind of like their favorite thing too. And mm-hmm. that's that, that holds a lot of value to me. Yeah. Um, that, I mean, we actually, are able, we were able to make the shirt and sell it and everything like that. So yeah. it was kind of like a, a big win-win no matter what, but like had, like I, I'm the website guy. Like how are they going to put it on my roadmap? right to, to do to like do a t-shirt for, yeah yeah like i mean it's not exactly space balls over here so mm-hmm. it's not like i could just like put out merchandise everywhere but yeah so i don't yeah like uh, that was something i was very curious about because a lot of these times like it's a side project from like one or two people and mm-hmm. um i actually didn't know if there was a, a like a process or a protocol or rules around people just being able to like take time and do that yeah, I, I, so essentially what I do with, you know, each one of my engineers is, you know, we, you know, obviously we have like a bi-weekly or monthly one-on-one or depending on the person. Um, and I always talk like, Hey, what do you want to do? Like, you know, are you happy? Like, are I, you've been working on this large project for a few weeks? Do you want to take a break and do a few bug fixes? Do you want to, do you have an idea that you want to work on? Um, because I'm not running a sweatshop here. Like I don't want people to just work, you know, there are going to be things that come down the road. Like, Hey, this is a fix now. Like you got to do this now. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't want that to be the constant battle, like the constant thing people are working on. So, um, so essentially in every medium, like, Hey, do you have an idea? You want to work on something, spend a day this week or two days working on it. Um, and, and that's how that stuff comes about. And some of it never sees the light of day. Some of it never like, Hey, it's a dumb idea. I built this little prototype, but this would be a massive project. So, you know, we can't just go and do it all right. Um, to, to fully flesh it out, but it's a good thing sitting in our back pocket if we want to use it. Uh, some things don't work all the way. So we don't, you know, "Ah, it was a good idea, but like, it doesn't really work. Like, so we don't launch it, you know? Um, and sometimes it's a, a particular engineer that is really trying to sell like adding in new economies to websites. Well, let's not get into that. I mean, he can't fuck it. We just need to bring him on the show just to get him to like pitch Talk it to about his, just put the, that PowerPoint presentation he created in the, uh, in the show notes. Giving context. So there was a PowerPoint presentation made by one of the engineers when he was pitching. Like, I don't remember what the fuck it was. I just remember that it was like trying to make this like on-site economy sort of situation. Salty bet mixed with, hats yeah yeah so and then at the end of it it was like if you're curious curious how this is gonna be made ask will (laughs) yeah i'm like you're gonna propose this get people bought in and then just make will build it (laughs) wow that's smart yeah he's good he's a that's a businessman right there yep um but no so yeah there it's um yeah so not everything sees the light of day we don't work on everything but and you know it has everything has to be cleared like we don't we never release anything without clearing it with you know the giant bomb guys with our product folks like yeah. you know hey we've been working on this dumb thing is it okay if we release it and test it out like we still have to go through that we we're not rogue over here like hey i deployed this thing last night check it out it's like no we don't we don't do that but um, uh well, not anymore not anymore. um the <laughs> uh, so fun story uh because we work on multiple sites so it was uh some stuff that i was working on back when i was still writing stuff uh for GameSpot. And I was looking at the site over and over and over. And in my head, I thought, I really just want to use the other version of this logo because there was like, there's the full GameSpot logo with like the spark and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I was like, I kind of just want to do the G in the circle. It just looks good. Yeah. So I shipped it. And like, I kind of talked to it like (laughs) 
my boss at the time about it. He was like, yeah, let's double check with like this person and that person. And everybody was like, yeah, it does look better. Let's just, let's just do it and see what happens. So I did. And <laughs> there was like other people in, in the uh, company are like, what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> uh, so that actually talked, me a lesson i also switched it back to the full logo but it taught me a lesson i was just like you can't just like do whatever you want you really have to clear it even if like you have really good intentions yeah um and that the one another example is the hype meter um people have oh asked about God. people have asked about the hype meter before it the hype meter got released this was like back when i first started here this is one of the first like things that happened i i didn't actually work on it at, at all but the hype meter is a good idea and it was something jeff had mentioned um but we released it and it didn't work was the problem. Like we had released it kind of haphazardly and put it out there mm. without fully testing it. Um, and it just didn't work the way people were expecting. It was kind of a, people would turn it on when, you know, when people on stream didn't want it there. And like, it was just a whole thing. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And that was on the old chat system. So like that hype meter can't come back now because it, it was built on a whole nother system. So, um, uh, you know, maybe someday if if we want to bring it back, we could. But anyway, that was that's just to say, like it was it was really broken. It didn't really work, and you know, it was one of those things we released and should have told Jeff. But like it appeared on his one of the streams he was on. Is like, what the hell's going on? You know, yeah. And we don't want that to ever happen again. It's like Jeff should know everything that goes on this, or Jeff and Vinny and all them should know everything that goes on the site, and they should sign off on it. Um, yeah, it's their site, so yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Yeah, um, I God, I, I did think about the hype meter um, not too long ago because I was curious whether or not we could just rebuild it in Firebase and mm. if it actually if it, if it would work. Yeah, and then I thought, man, we could be doing other stuff instead. <laughs> yeah, uh, but every time that you talk about it, there's a passionate like couple dozen people. Yeah, that really want it. Yeah. Uh, I actually had a friend that uh, he was texting me the day that that test went out, mm -hmm. um, and he was like, "Holy shit, that's cool." Oh my God, they actually made the thing. And then he immediately texted back saying, this doesn't work. <laughs> it was, it, yeah, from what I remember, the way the old chat system was built, it was split onto multiple different servers. We talked about this. Yeah. Um, and, and you would be placed in a server and you would have to interact between them. So there was a lot of cases where someone would be put in an instance and the hype meter or there, there would be like five people in that instance because they, they had just ticked over into the and been dumped in the other instance. And the hype meter wasn't synced between instances. So there was a a case where one person could control the hype meter completely. And they're like, oh, this is just for me. It's like, well, no, it, it does sync, but it's only syncing with like five other people right now. And then meanwhile, the hype meter in the other instance is working fine because there's like 100 people in there. And anyway, so that that was the issue there. But um Goodness gracious. <laughs> Fun stuff. Yeah, we should probably run shit by people before we ship it. Um, but, man, I'm also, I'm a, I'm a little bit bummed out because we've been talking about side projects, which are fun and cool and everything, but there was one that we yet again forgot to do. April Fool's. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, because it's, uh, so we're talking on March 28th. We got four days. Like, there's no way that that's, that's going to happen. So, oh, well. Hmm. <sighs> we'll think of something next year. We should probably, like, start doing something on the roadmap for April Fool's in, like, May yeah. for the next year. But whatever. Nice. Okay. Well, 
Do we have any questions this time around? Or? Yeah, we got a couple. Um, well, one of them was, hey, why is Infinite broken? And we addressed <laughs> that already. Um, or yeah. what happened is basically a couple of people were asking that, including um, uh, Robert. I didn't save his Twitter handle, but Robert on Twitter. Uh, yeah, we had a couple other ones. Um, Dia, Dia, D-Y-A, whatever, on Twitter. Um, hey, Will, the upcoming box on the homepage uh, now seems to have the opposite problem. It's 10.30 p.m. on Tuesday. Um, but, uh, now, but, uh, an event starting at 1 a.m. Wednesday, blah, blah, blah. Basically, uh, the today versus time, like if it's 1 a.m. today that, but it's already passed mm-hmm. like that time. Anyway, so that keeps happening. Um, that's just to say, uh, that system, we didn't actually change much, uh, with the redesign. We didn't change much of the logic. Mm. Um, but we had, did have to change some. And I think there's a couple bugs in there when, a time zone ticks over um, and then it doesn't properly recompute the tomorrow versus today. Uh, Cause we have to look at your location, see what your guess, what your time zone is and then convert that. And I think we're converting today, the today text and the tomorrow text imp- incorrectly. Oh. Um, so this tweet actually got me to look at that code again and I'm finally just going to scrap it and start from scratch. Um, Cause the, the, the whole method of on the server side, determining your location is just kind of a bad idea. Um, we should really do that on the client side in the JavaScript because your browser knows what time zone you are. Oh, yeah. um, so I'm finally, re- I've literally thought about this as one of the first things I thought of when I started working here. It's like, oh, why are we doing this all on the back end? Like, you know, using the user's IP location to determine their time zone when we could just dump the Unix timestamp based on UTC mm-hmm. uh, to the home, to the, ta- to the page. And then just have JavaScript come and look at that and adjust to your local time zone since your browser knows what time zone you're in. Yeah, um, like, um, so uh, a previous job that I had, it was related to schedules around, like, classes uh, for things. So we, we kind of had a similar problem when we were trying to figure out, like, how do we convey, like, how soon this is compared to, like, the time zone that you're in and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Uh, but I remember there was being, there was some sort of a, a, a hiccup where... I think it was like in a condition where somebody's uh, where they were located and then like the information that we got back was different. Like if they spoofed their location yeah. or something like, do we even have to consider that sort of condition or are we just like, man, if you're like in California, but your computer says you're in Texas, like yeah. you just have to eat it. So that's what we're going to do uh, right now. It's based on your IP. So if you're, you know, in a VPN that's going through the UK or whatever, you know, you're, we're going to, it's going to look like you're coming from a UK IP. Um, anyway, so that's just to say, uh, from now on, uh, after I get this code change out, uh, which is something, like I said, I've been wanting to do, it's been in the back of my mind since I'm here. I was like, ah, it works well enough. But anyway, um, (laughs) the things that keep you up (laughs) at night are that. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. The little things sometimes. Yeah. Um, it'll just be like, whatever your browser's time zone is, that's going to be the way we determine your thing, which is how it should have worked in the beginning. But okay. anyway, that's just to say I'm working on it. It'll be, uh, it'll happen. All right. So if, if you're, if you're a California person with a Texan laptop, then it's just like, <laughs> yeah. you have to deal with it. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Or yeah. And then fix the time zone on your laptop. And there yeah. you go. <laughs> like I've known some people that have done that for various reasons yeah. or whatever. Like I actually knew somebody that would like change the time on their phone so that they can get like, like, uh, mobile games that like have like a time-lapse thing, like have to wait three hours, they would actually change the time on their goddamn phone <laughs> to like speed it up. I mean, I did that back in, oh God, what game was that back on the Xbox where you could do that? 
the, the Xbox 360, you could do that to get an achievement. Or I have no I idea. But anyway, yeah. doesn't matter. Um, cool. And then uh, there's a very uh, long question that um, uh, Jacob sent me via PM. I, I'm just going to summarize here. Um, you know, he's a programmer, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, he's doing extension. He's making extensions. One of them is to change carousel into carousella, uh, a Chrome extension that'll do that. So I knew Dan would be happy with that. Yep. Um, <laughs> so Dan approves. Yep. Thanks. Um, and then he also had a question about time zones. Um, uh, do, 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 um, asking like for a 24 hour clock, uh, instead, um, instead of the, you know, NPM and then the time zone issues again, uh, displaying the time zone in different from the, uh, like the time zone display was different from the time that it was displaying. Uh, anyway, so I just wanted to acknowledge, uh, he gave me a lot of detail, which, which helped. Um, so he kind of has the same time zone issues. Uh, so again, like I said, we're, we're working on that, but I just wanted to call out. Thanks for the, thanks for the detailed <laughs> notes that, that did help. Um, but yeah, uh, those are the only things I pulled. Um, you know, it's been a while since our last episode. So, uh, I, I've tried to look back as much as I could, but I only pulled a few. Yeah. Um, well, and also like the last episode, we were talking a lot about uh, user feedback and everything like that. So I think that wasn't really a, an episode that you have a lot of questions about. Yeah. It's more of more having a reaction to that because it's, I mean, it's a difficult topic, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, I'm actually, uh, I'm kind of glad that like we don't really have stuff that we have to address from that uh, specifically. So nice, but fuck, now we need to figure out what to talk about next time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know about next time yet, but um, as I mentioned, the I think it's really cool what we're doing on the back end with uh, changing the way our the site is hosted. And, you know, I think I, I mentioned Docker already, and, and Kubernetes is is really cool the way we're doing that. So um, I do want to do a whole episode on that um, because I think that's really cool. But that being said, I don't think we're ready for it next week because I want the site to be uh, fully up and running on that system and proven before I tell you. This is the way we did it because we may change it all. <laughs> no. What better uh, way than to just put a mission accomplished banner? Yeah, exactly. Uh, not not going to do that until the site is live. Yeah. I mean, also, granted, uh, coming up, we have something that uh, we could talk about that we do every year, which is E3. Oh, yeah. And that's a big deal for us. So yeah. uh, we could actually kind of talk about That would be a really good history episode to talk about all yeah. the years that we did, just whatever the fuck we did. Um, we could tell some some of our own E3 stories like... That time I accidentally stayed in a halfway house in downtown LA or... Uh, Casual stories. <laughs> Just simple stuff. Yeah. Or um, wandering around trying to find beer at three in the morning, <laughs> but no gas station in downtown LA was selling beer for some reason. Yeah. Anyway, there, we have some good <laughs> stories. That Honestly, those are the sor sorts of stories I wish that like we had Joe here. Yeah. And uh, for I people who are... Joe. Yeah. Like for <laughs> folks unfamiliar, uh, there was an engineer on the team named Joe... That was just a treat. Just genuinely great human being that like we actually, he shipped a lot of the shit that's on site. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so I kind of want to get him to talk about that stuff, but also he's got a crazy schedule and I'd never know where he is in the world anymore. No, so. some, sometimes we talk to him. It's like, oh, I'm, a, I'm in Africa right now. Like, oh, cool. yeah. Yep. Next week it's like, I'm in LA. Oh, that's I a, live in LA now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. That's a bit of a drive. <laughs> uh, cool. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I guess we could try to figure out uh, if there's anything pertinent that we need to talk about. But if anybody has any like ideas out there for something that you think would fill up a decently sized episode, yeah. just let us know. Mm -hmm. um, and if you have any questions about any of the stuff uh, we talked about here, throw them in the comments. Um, 
Yeah. And yeah. we'll get him there. And if you try to give us advice for Baba as you, I don't know about like, I don't know how you feel, but like, I'd, I'd rather just get frustrated at it. Yeah. That's part of the joy of programming. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, I did the, they, uh, business Dave asked me to write the newsletter this past week. So, uh, that was really yeah, good. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. Check your giant bomb newsletter. If you, I, I talked a little bit about the team structure and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, if you're curious about that, uh, actually, how do you sign up for that? Cause I've seen a lot of people just kind of curious. Um, um, if I remember correctly, there was a ticket in and I'm pretty sure it got done to put that in the account page to sign up for a newsletter. Um, Okay. So I believe it's in your account settings. If it's not there yet, it it should be soon. It should be there soon. Um, uh, yeah, because before it was only on sign up. Oh uh, yeah, obviously. It's there. Okay. Uh, there's manage newsletter subscription down lower uh, on the settings page, which needs to redesign that setting page. Yeah. But yes, <laughs> you yeah. can manage your newsletter subscription there. Yeah. Look, I mean that's in the backlog. Yeah. I have a bunch. Actually, I have a version of this page that I, I fiddled with over a weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of like side side projects but yeah. um that also takes a lot of development work and everything like that to get it nice and polished yeah so someday cool yeah nice right. but fuck man let's get out of here yeah and hopefully i can edit this and put it out and it not take a month yeah we'll see yeah. I, you, you dear listener know that better than we do at this point because yeah. you're listening to it <laughs> whoops all right thanks for listening everybody yep